Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and you know what? Before we jump into today's topic, I am curious as to what you thought of the Roy's Rant episode that aired a couple weeks ago. If you listen to that, um, I'd really like to know what you thought. Did you get anything out of it? Uh, did I waste my time? Was I too harsh? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> like, I just... If you feel like it, send me an email and let, just let me know. Just be straight with me. Let me know what you thought about that episode and if it was of service at all. Okay? I'm just real curious about that, about how that one was received. All right? Now, on to today's topic. We are right in the middle of a three-part series that I have titled Relationship Basic Training. Okay? The idea here is right in the title I want to focus on what are the fundamentals? What are the things that we really need to focus on if we want to attract lasting love? Because there is so much material out there, so many videos and blogs and podcasts and self-help books, and I mean, there's so much content out there that you can just get lost in what do I focus on? What do I ignore? What's important? What's not? And so just from my perspective, I'm trying to eliminate a lot of the stuff that I don't think you need to pay attention to and try to give you an idea of here are just a couple of the basics that you need to think about if you want to attract a healthy, sustainable relationship. And so I took it from there and I broke it down just a little further into like three phases. I thought there is some basic training in terms of getting yourself ready to be in a great relationship. Even if you're already in one, there is some work you need to do on yourself. Okay. And then once you kind of do some work on yourself, then like this episode, it's going to be what are the basics of getting connected with someone? How do you meet someone? How do you get it started, right? What are the, what are the most important fundamentals in, in that regard? And then once you kind of get it started, you know, once you get the, the ball rolling with someone a little bit, what are the basics in terms of growing the relationship and really becoming close and creating intimacy, Okay, so we are talking about those three basic phases, and I've called them the basics of getting clear. That was last week. This week is the basics of getting connected, and then next week is going to be the basics of getting close. Okay, now, I'm not going to review what was talked about last week. That was That's what that episode was for. I want to jump right in to the basics of getting connected. And this is where you are going to start to hear 
a little bit of what I talked about last week when I mentioned that perhaps the biggest decision you have to make in your pursuit of intimacy is whether you are going to approach relationships and sort of do it via the conventional wisdom, the way most everybody is going to advise you or coach you or, you know, tell you how to do it. There's a conventional path and there is a conscious path. They're very different from each other. Very, very different. And this week is when you're going to start to see that. You're going to start to see the the real differences between, yeah, the sort of the, the conventional, common, everyday type of direction you're going to get or wisdom you're going to receive and a more conscious or mindful perspective. And to give you an example and to get started, here's, here's an example of all that. When you talk about the very beginning of a relationship, when you're hearing the conventional perspective, what you're going to hear is people people telling you how to play the game, right? When you net it all down from whatever is being talked about, it falls in the category of this is the way you want to be. This is what you should say and what you shouldn't say. This is how you should behave and not behave. This is what you should feel and not feel. This is the technique you should use. This is sort of the way you want to operate, right? They're going to be telling you and giving you information about do it like this, right? Because in their mind, they feel like, well, men respond to women who do these things and women respond to men who do these things. And so they try to give you these general ideas and principles of acting this way, talking this way, approaching this way, flirting this way, interacting this way, right? And that is the conventional approach. They're trying to tell you kind of how to play the game, okay? What you won't hear when someone is giving you the conventional wisdom is you won't hear them say something like, forget the games, just come from your heart, from the get-go. Just be yourself. Be honest. Don't do any technique. Don't play a game of being mysterious or being hard to get or being cocky and funny. Don't be a certain way. Just be you. Just be authentic. Just be real. So what you're going to find is that when you're hearing the conventional wisdom, there's a lot of information going to be thrown your way. Because when you're being taught to play the game, there's a lot of nuances to the game. There's lots of information about what to say, what to wear, where to go, how to approach, and all this stuff. What you're going to find is when you're hearing someone talk about the conscious approach, it's very short and sweet because there is no game. Just be authentic. That's it. That's how you meet someone. That's the strategy. 
There is no strategy. <laughs> That's the difference. Is with the conventional way, there's a strategy. There's a technique. There's tricks. There's a game to be played. With the conscious approach, it's just, there is no game. It's just come from your heart. Just be real. Be vulnerable. Be transparent. Just be you. So which one do you want to do? So here's how I would say it. Anytime, this is what you want to watch for. Anytime you are beginning to think about, I want to meet someone, or anytime you're in an environment, maybe you're at a, an event or a party or a bar, or you're meeting someone through an online connection, or someone has set you up, or you're just randomly meeting someone at the grocery store, the airport, whatever. Any Anytime you're in an environment where you're meeting someone or interacting with someone, if you catch yourself being in your head, you're in the conventional way and you're headed for trouble. Anytime you're in your head thinking, you're off base. Or I should say at least you're not in the conscious approach. Because when you're in your head, what are you doing? You're thinking, okay, what should I say? How, how should I respond to that? Should I do this? Should I do that? What's the right time for this? How do I, how do I maneuver here so that I get someone's number? You're in your head trying to figure it out. Okay? So anytime you notice you're up in your head trying to figure out, is that masculine or feminine? Uh, should I say that or not say that? Uh, will that turn them on or off? Uh, is that is that too forward? Is that too needy? Is that too harsh? Is that too wrong? Or is that too angry? Is that too whatever? Anytime you're up in your head trying to figure out how to behave, what to do, what not to do, what not to say, how to play it, you're off. That's the way you can catch yourself. Am I in my head? Ding, ding, ding. Oh my God, I'm in my head. Which means I'm, I'm in that conventional mindset and it's not going to create a healthy, sustainable connection. But anytime you notice that you are in your heart, that you are in your body, and you are coming from what you are authentically feeling and experiencing in that moment, okay? Anytime you're noticing what's real, what you actually feel, what you actually want, what you're interested in, what you're turned on by, what you're not turned on by. Anytime you're in the reality of your experience and your feelings, 
and you're not in a figure it out, how do I do this? What should I do? I thought somebody online said something like, in this situation, you should never do that. Then in this situation, you probably should say this, right? Anytime you're not in your head trying to figure it out, but you're in your heart simply connecting with your own unarguable experience, you're on the conscious path. So the conscious path is to be authentic. It's to come from your heart. So the answer to any question, see, if you ask a normal dating coach a question about what do I do in this situation, then they're going to give you a strategy. Well, I think in that situation, you should do this and say this, and you should never do that and never say that. Because my God, if you did that, they're going to think this, and then you're done. So you got to play it this way. You you got to do this or do that or blah, 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 right? And then you have to memorize all this stuff so that you, you don't do the wrong thing, right? It's just exhausting. But if you're talking to a conscious relationship coach and you say, what do I do in this situation? The answer is always the same. How do you truly feel in this moment? Say it. What do you truly want in this moment? Say that. What is your unarguable reality right now? Whether you think a person will like it or not. Whether you think it will make the relationship go forward or fall apart. No matter if you think it will turn them on or turn them off. None of that matters. The response doesn't matter. See, because here's the thing. When you're doing the conventional wisdom way, the overriding principle is what will get you the outcome that you want? What will get you the result? When you're doing the, the conscious way, you have let go of result. I don't care about controlling the situation. I don't care about whether a person likes me or not. I don't care about if this goes anywhere or not. All I care about is being myself and being real. If they like the real me, how I really feel in this moment, if they like that, we're in business. If they don't, that's okay. But I'm committed to just being myself. And I'm committed to being unattached to any outcome. I'm not trying to get a person to like me. I'm trying to be real. If they like that, fine. If they don't, that's okay. There's other people in the world. I will survive if they reject my authenticity and my being real. It doesn't work for them. That's fine. I've met a lot of people in my life where they're real with me and I haven't liked it. That's fine. But see, in the conventional way, you are trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to say or do to kind of get them to like me, to get them to ask for my number or to to get her to give me her number or something, right? So you're out of your business. You're over there in the other person's business. 
You're trying to control things. You're trying to manipulate things. And you are going to be fake. Because your mind is going to say, you know, you can't really be honest right now. Because if you were honest, that would turn the person off. And the whole purpose here is to get that person to connect with you. So I'm going to be whoever I think I need to be. Whoever the coaches have told me I should be. And the techniques and the strategies and the methods that I've heard are the ways men or women respond to favorably. So you're playing the game. Do you get that? But here, you're like, I'm not playing a game. I've tried that. It's exhausting. There's no winning at that game. Because if someone does like me, they've, they're liking someone that I'm not because I was faking it. <laughs> so what do I got? Someone who, who is attracted to, to a person that I am actually not. So on this path, what you're saying is, I am totally free of the outcome. I, I'm, you're, you can walk into a bar on a Friday night with your girlfriends or your buddies, and you could be like, I'm totally open to playing tonight and meeting someone and, you know, and maybe, maybe something wonderful happening. I, I could meet the love of my life tonight at this event, at this party, at this airport. Right? I mean, you could meet the love of your life at any moment. Correct? So, the conscious person says, that could happen. I am not, not going to try to get that person to like me. I'm not playing that game. I'm going to come straight from my heart. I'm going to honor myself. I'm going to trust myself. And I'm going to be authentic and real. And it's so easy to do. You don't need to figure anything out. You just need to know how you feel or what you want or what you're experiencing and then just put it into words, right? Real honesty is just putting the present moment into words, right? That's all it is. That's all authenticity is, is you know what your inner reality is and then you just put it into words as best you can. That's radical transparency, radical honesty, and that is the conscious way. So let's talk about the first 10 seconds when you meet someone. Maybe, maybe they introduce themselves to you at a Starbucks. Maybe it's at a party. Maybe someone is fixing you up. And maybe it's an online date and you connect it online and you're meeting for coffee. Maybe it's at a bar. I don't know where it is. You know I've told you I sat down next to my wife at a conference. I just sat right next to her. What do you say in the first 10 seconds? How do you kind of make a connection? Well, the conscious way is you're sort of not trying to make a connection. What you're doing is you are going to tune in to, to your environment. You're going to tune in to your experience. Like as you're standing near this person, right next to this person, saying hello to this person, right then and there, in that moment when you're making eye contact, hello, my name is Roy, right then and there, what am I experiencing? 
What am I feeling? What am I wanting? Why am I approaching this person? Why, why am I starting a conversation? Why am I hoping that they'll talk to me? What's the reality? And all you do, get this now, get this now. It's, it's crazy. All you do is say that to them. You just speak what's truly happening inside of you. So let's just say that you're, you're at a party. Okay, let's say you're a girl, you're at a party, and there's a guy that's on the other side of the room or whatever, and you've kind of had your eye on him. He looks kind of cute to you. And you notice that he's kind of looked at you a couple times also. There's a lot of people there. There's music. You know, maybe you've got a drink in your hand or whatever. I'm just a basic party and there's men and women there. And, you know, your friends are there and they invited you. And somehow your friends know some of his friends. And so he's been invited and there's a bunch of people there, right? And you're talking and laughing and maybe you're dancing a little bit to the music and you're just having a good time and you're noticing people around the room. Um, this could be a scene at a bar. This could be a scene at an event, right? There might not be music at an event or dancing or something like that, but it doesn't matter where it is. It could be at an airport. And you, you notice someone and you notice they kind of noticed you, okay? And you're, you're thinking, you know, like, oh, that guy's kind of cute, <laughs> you know, like, man, I wish he'd come talk to me. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I'm, I'm too nervous to walk over there and talk to him. I, I, you know, I just, that, I'm just scared about that, but I'm sort of hoping he'll talk to me. That, that's what's going on inside of you. Okay. And so anyway, you're, you've made eye contact with him and he with you, and he sort of picks up a little bit just because you've looked at him a time or two. That, hey, I, I think that girl, she seems like if I went and talked to her, that she might be open to the idea, right? He's just getting a little vibe because you've made eye contact the first time, a few times or something. Maybe he's noticed that you've smiled something or whatever. But he's present enough to recognize that I, I, I don't think I'll get shot down. I, I've got to get a feeling. So he's brave enough, says goodbye to one of his buddies, said, hold on a minute, and he's walking toward you, making eye, he's coming right at you. <laughs> now, what, what are you feeling right now? What's happening in you right now? Here's what the conventional dating coaches would never tell you to say. They would never tell you to tell this guy that, oh my God, I'm nervous. Oh my God, he's coming over here. Oh my God, I think he's cute and I kind of, I, I hope he likes me or something like that. They, don't ever say something like that. You should be coy. You should be mysterious. You should say something, you know, kind of put offish or flirty and make him work for it, right? Make him try, make him, make him chase you a little bit. Certainly, don't let him know that you have been hoping for about 20 minutes that he would come talk to you. Don't do that. Because if you let him know exactly how you feel, oh my God, he's going to have all the power and then he's going to have control of everything and you're just going to get whatever. That's what the conventional people would tell you. Don't even tell me I'm wrong on that. 
And you know it because you've heard it. You've seen it online. I'm here to tell you the conscious way would be when he walks over and says, hello, my name is Roy. You look him in the eye and you say, oh my God, I'm so glad you came over. I've been hoping you would for about the last 20 minutes because I think you're really cute. My name is Susie. Boom. There you go. Was that hard? No, that wasn't hard. Why? Because that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly what was going on. I have been hoping you would come talk to me. I really do think you're cute. I'm really excited that you came over here. Right? That's the easiest thing in the world. Is it scary? Hell yeah. Because what if you say that to him and he's like, oh, Susie, nice to meet you. Actually, I came over. I want to talk to her. (laughs) And you're like, oh, fuck. I just kind of embarrassed myself. No, you didn't. You were just being real. And he's interested in somebody else. Are you going to die? No, you're not going to die. Right? But you know he was coming over making eye contact with you. So it's kind of a dumb example. But you could, when he's coming over, be in your head. Say, okay, what did I learn about what am I supposed to do when a guy approaches me? I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to say that. I'm... I'm supposed to give them this kind of body language. I'm supposed to not do this, and and I don't really ever want to do that. Um, and chances are, all of that conventional wisdom is going to tell you to not do the simplest thing in the world, which is you know what you're feeling, and you simply say it to him. You simply say, I've been waiting for 20 minutes for you to come talk to me. What took you so long? <laughs> and and I'm just you're you're really cute. I'm really glad that you came over here. My name is Susie. And then there you go. That that's the first ten seconds. Now, if this guy doesn't like your utter honesty and playfulness, if he would prefer a woman would play some game and play hard to get because he likes to pursue you and try to convince you to like him, then ew, you don't want that guy because he wants to play a game and you don't want to play a game. So you're not compatible. Do you get that? You want to play a conscious game. You want to be authentic and be real. If that turns him off, fine. You're not compatible. But there's a chance that this guy is like going to be turned on by that because maybe he's sick of all the games that women play and that men play. You know, maybe he's being brave enough to walk over there and, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to have to figure anything out and he doesn't want to have to say the right thing and, and act like he's not interested in you and maybe flirt with your friend to make you feel a little jealous so that maybe you want him a little bit more because, you know, women always want men they can't have. All that shit, right? Because that is what's being taught out there. Men, women want men that they can't have. (laughs) Some do, but that's just because they're in their neurosis. And they're in their ego and they're in their fear and they're in their game playing, right? Right? So he's just, he doesn't want to figure it out. He wants to come over 
because he's being brave and just say, hello, my name is Roy. And then what would I tell him? You've made eye contact, right? He's been noticing that you're looking at him a time or two and he's been looking at you and he's been talking to his buddies and inside he's been like, oh my God, she's so cute. I mean, crap, man, I'm scared right now. Why am I scared of women? Why am I so afraid to walk over there and say hello to this girl? She, she's not going to shoot a gun at me. She's just a girl. But over here, I'm nervous. And I'm like, what if she doesn't like me and, and all this stuff? And I'm like, ah, screw it. You know, I, I, I think she looks like a really nice person. And I sort of want to get to know her. So he walks over. What, do you, what does he say to her? Hello, my name is Roy. And then you say all that about, oh, I'm so glad you came to talk to me. I thought you were really cute. I was kind of waiting for 20 minutes. Really? Because I was over there thinking, I'm nervous. I don't want her to reject me. I'm like, it's it's really scary to walk over and say hello to a pretty girl. Uh, but that's what was that's that's the truth. <laughs> and here I am. So how are you tonight? Right? And there you go. It's adorable. It's it's real. Do you guys remember that old movie Hitch? Okay. When I first started in this business, that movie had just come out and people thought when I was a relationship coach, I was like, Hitch, no, I don't do what he did in that movie. I don't help create scenarios where people can meet. I, I'm not a matchmaker. He was kind of a matchmaker in a sense. But toward the end of the movie, right, when Allegra Cole was interested in, you know, a Will Smith's client, the the Who's the big guy? He was on that King of Queens show. Um, God, Kevin, I forget. But you remember the scene where Will Smith is talking to the Allegra Cole character and she's mad at him because he, quote, played all those games when they were together. He had the inhaler. He spilled mustard on his shirt. And she thought that was all choreographed to make her feel more comfortable because she's a klutz and stuff like that. And Will is like, no, I, I, he did not do that. She's like, yes, I didn't tell him to. And he's like, that worked for you. She says, yeah, it was adorable. Why was it adorable? Because it was real. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? It was, it was real. The guy was danced funky ways and he's, he spilled food on his shirt and he was so nervous he had to have an inhaler to talk to a pretty girl. And that turned her on, not only because it was just real. He wasn't playing a game. He wasn't being coached to approach her in a certain way and put on a certain air and act cocky and act funny and come off as if he's got it all together. And she just responded to the honesty of it all. Now, not every woman or every man, if it gets switched around, not everyone is going to respond to that kind of honesty. They're not going to be turned on by you just being real and sharing your feelings there's some women that would be like, ew, I like a man who's confident, meaning I like a man who fakes it. No man is confident around a pretty girl. 
<laughs> They're not. They're very self-conscious. They may feel like they have something to offer, but a pretty girl is is scary to to men. Okay, just like a great-looking guy is a little scary to women. It's like, ooh, wow, you know. It's like we all feel we we feel this stuff when we're meeting people, right? But there are some women that want they want to play the game. I want you to act like this and be that way, and then I get to do my little thing, and then maybe we hook up and, you know, all that. So if you're doing it the conscious way, I'm not saying you're going to be successful all the time. God, no. Probably nine out of ten times you're going to strike out. But I'm telling you that's a good thing because those nine people don't want to live the life that you want to live. Because you've already decided, I want, a, I want a more mindful, conscious relationship. I don't want to play games. And so when you're not playing games, you are going to chase away people who want to play games. Just like if you go to the, the field on Saturday morning with a basketball, you're going to chase away people that want to play soccer. I don't want to play your game. That's a good thing. But every so often, you're going to bump into someone that feels like you being from your heart and being authentic and just being real is going to be a breath a breath of fucking fresh air. Like, oh my God, you're not playing games with me. I don't have to figure out if you like me. You already told me within the first 10 seconds. You were hoping I'd come talk to you and you thought I was cute. You see, I know right away I'm going to get your damn phone number. It's a success. I don't have to work it. I don't have to figure out what to say to get you to like me. And you're not playing coy and hard to get and all that shit. <laughs> right? It's like, good. I like you. You like me. Hey, could it be this easy? Yes, it really can be that easy. But again, when you do it this way, you will strike out. But only with people who don't want to play the conscious game. And I think that's a good thing. You just got to wait for someone who is very responsive to you just tuning into yourself and expressing it. So with the conscious way, you would be saying things that would make almost every dating or relationship coach, that would make their head explode. Oh no, God, no, you can't say that. You can't, you can't be that honest. You, you're just going to get in all kinds of problems and trouble. And I just laugh. I'm like, okay, yeah. How's it working your way? So, oh yeah, people meet each other, but nothing lasts. Nothing's really healthy. It's all dysfunctional. It's all manipulative, controlling mind games. Okay, if that's what if that's your end result, then good, do it that way. But if you want an honest relationship, because that's the other thing. Here's my belief. Relationships are like trains. When they get start, started down a certain set of tracks, they are really hard to stop. It's really hard to turn a train around. It's really hard to put it on a different set of tracks. So when you start the relationship from honesty, transparency, vulnerability, and being real, you're, and the person responds to that, your relationship is started down those set of tracks. This is how we play. This is the game we're going to play. We're going to be honest. We're going to be real. We're going to be transparent. 
and the flow is going in that direction, it's really hard to start playing games after you started that way. But also, if you started it by playing games, and then you say, but no, but eventually I want to end up in a real, honest, transparent relationship, you're screwed. It's really hard to turn that baby around. It's really hard to put your relationship on a whole different set of tracks when you started it by playing games. How do you make that switch? At what point do you say, okay, I don't want to play games anymore. Now I just want to be real and come from my heart and be transparent. How do you even know that person wants to do that? Right? So the way you start the relationship is the way it's going to go and the way it's going to grow. It's going to become more like that. It's like planting a certain seed. If you plant an acorn, you're going to get an oak. You're not going to get a willow tree. You're not going to get a tomato plant. <laughs> okay. But if you plant a tomato seed or whatever you would be, you're going to get a tomato plant. So kind of what you plant, the way you start it is what you're going to end up with. Do you follow that? So that's why you got to make this decision about coming from the heart. Now, I'm betting you have a zillion questions about that. Now, what, is it, what does that mean about this situation? And what would I say in this situation? Do you mean I would say that? Do you mean I would do this? Maybe yes, maybe no. That, that maybe this merits a deeper one-on-one conversation to flesh this out for your particular situation. But the principle remains the same. You start the relationship the, like, the way you would like it to end up. Authentic, from the heart, being real, not trying to control any outcome, but just being yourself. That's, how, that's the principle. That's how you do it if you want to do it the conscious way. Okay, secondly, the second thing you can do in terms of the basics of getting connected is you want to show your energetic essence to the other person immediately. I'm going to say that again. You want to show your energetic, and I could even say sexual essence, even though I don't mean anything about sex. You want to show your natural essence to the person immediately. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're a person that's aligned more with the masculine, and most men are, not all, but I'm going to talk as if men are more aligned with the masculine essence, the masculine energy, then if you're a man like that, you want to show this person that part of yourself immediately. And what is the expression of the masculine essence? It's presence. If you are a masculinely oriented person, you want to show your presence to her immediately. Now, what does that mean? Presence means you're paying attention. Presence means you are undistracted. You are all there. Presence means in this moment, she's the only person in the world. You're not even in your own head. You are in her body. You are 
paying attention to her experience, to her feelings, to her appearance, to the environment around you that you are in together. You are paying attention to the situation completely. So you're talking to her and you're showing her and you're demonstrating, I'm here. I'm present. That's everything from eye contact to listening. That's everything from pointing out something that needs to be appreciated. Anything from perhaps you notice that she has highlights in her hair and you like it. Then you might say, I noticed the highlights in your hair. It's beautiful. She's going to beam at that. You might notice the music is very loud and you're having a hard time hearing her. Hey, the music's loud and I really want to be able to hear what you're saying. Can we step outside? She's going to feel like this, this guy really, he's really interested in me. <laughs> like he really wants to hear what I have to say. It means you're going to ask her something like, how are you? Or how was your day? Or something. And you really do want to know. You, you are really interested. You're curious about this creature. And you're, you're present with her. Now that, men, is the most attractive thing that you can show a woman. That is what her, as a feminine creature, desires more than anything else. She wants to be seen. She wants to be the center of your attention. She's seeking your presence. She, it's irresistible to her. Right? So not only are you showing up coming from your heart, because you're present with yourself. But then when you're with her, you're present not only with her, but with everything going on around you. And you're dialed in. This doesn't mean you're staring at her in a creepy way. I'm not talking about that. But you're you're all there. You're not looking over her shoulder. You're not, you know, talking about yourself and, you know, in your own stories and stuff. No, you're, you're really wanting to know her and who she is. You're present with her. Okay. Now, if you are a femininely oriented person, most women are, but not all. Okay. But I'll speak as if the women who are listening to this are more aligned with the feminine. Then you want to show this guy from the beginning, your radiance. You want to show your radiance from the immediate moment. Now, what does that mean? Maybe a better word is the word aliveness. You want to show this guy that you're alive. What does that mean? That you're alive. What does a... When a body is alive, what does it have the capacity to do, right? Its five senses are operational, right? It feels, it hears, it smells, it touches, it tastes, right? When you go into a morgue and you pull a body out of the refrigerator, the senses aren't operating. It's dead. It's lifeless. It has no responsiveness. It has no feelings, it has 
no anger. It has no sadness. It has no joy. It has nothing. It's just blank. It's dead. So the opposite of being a radiant woman is being a dead woman, (laughs) right? Locked up, stale, closed down, reserved. I don't want to say shy because you can be radiant and shy. Shy is, is not closed, right? So you want to show this guy that you are alive, that there's life in you, that there's this radiance, there's this joy in you, there's this emotion in you. And you do that from everything from your posture to your smile to what you say to him in terms of, you know, I was hoping you'd come talk to me and you're really cute and you you have this this look in your eye, this, I'm so glad you came. He's feeling the life in you. He's feeling your life force. That's what radiance is. It's life force. Like he's he's feeling your vibe. He's feeling your heart. He's feeling your your energy, your playfulness, your vulnerability, your sensuality. He's feeling it through just the general ways that you're looking at him. Perhaps he's feeling it through the way you touch him on his arm. Perhaps he sees it in your smile. Perhaps he sees it just in some of the things that you have said, maybe in the way that you laugh, but he's feeling this girl is alive. She, she's not dead. She's vibrant. Now, depending on your personality, you might have more of a sense of humor than another woman. It doesn't matter. And depending on your personality, you might be more outgoing and, and a better talker than another woman. That doesn't matter. Depending on your personality, you might be more playful and kind of, you know, cheerful, or you might be more sassy or sarcastic, or you might be more quiet and reserved. It doesn't matter. You're being yourself. That's radiant. So like my wife, she was quiet and reserved and sort of calm and peaceful but I could sense this woman was alive because she was comfortable being that way. She wasn't trying to be a way that she thought she needed to be. See, in the conventional approaches, they're going to tell you, listen, you can't be shy. You can't be reserved and quiet. You, you have to be spunky. You have to be sassy. You have to be a little uh, snarky and sarcastic and, and uh, verbally jab with the guys to get them to like you. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't, because any man who's interested in authenticity is going to smell that you are faking it, that you're not being yourself, and you're not going to like it either, because none of us enjoy trying to be somebody we're not. There's such a message of shame attached to it. I don't want to be someone I'm not. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. The way you are is beautiful, so let that shine. Let that be seen. Let that aliveness flow through your feminine body. Now you say, Roy, how do I do that? Jeez. It depends on the woman, (laughs) right? This is where we need to have a private conversation about how your radiance, how your shine flows through your body. But the idea is, You're wanting to show this guy, I'm alive, baby. (laughs) I'm alive. 
Now, the one part you have to be a little careful of is showing him that you're sexually alive. And you only have to be careful of that because I'm guessing that you don't want a man who only wants you for your sexuality. You don't want to be hit it and quit it. You don't want a man to get on, get off, and get out. You're looking for a healthy, sustainable relationship. And the danger is if a guy comes across the room and says hello to you and you show him your sexual aliveness, that may be the only thing he sees. And it may turn out that that's the only thing he's interested in anyway. And then you go down that path. So let's just say that he comes over and you're chatting and he notices that you've got a really cool shade of lipstick on, right? And maybe it matches your outfit or something like that. And he, he's paying attention. He's, he's present. He's like, like, what is the color of that lipstick? It, it looks great on you. And you're like, oh, it's this or that. And by the way, um, if you think this lipstick looks good, you're going to be amazed at the other talents that these lips have. Okay? Now, if you say that, that this mouth has got some talents that you would be interested, he's going to, right? He's going to know what you're talking about. It's not kissing either, right? At least not kissing each other's lips, right? So now you have revealed that you are a sexual creature. You've revealed your sexual aliveness, but now that may be the only thing this guy can see. And and you might you might end up regretting that. Okay? So that's the only caveat that you might be a very sexual creature. But you need to be a little careful with that one in the initial meeting. Right? Once a relationship begins to be established, you know, then, you know, you know, be your flirty self, right? Have fun with it. Um because the relationship maybe is showing you that there's more potential here than this guy just wants to get laid, right? So that would be the only caveat, and I don't think that's playing a game. That's just recognizing that a woman's sexuality is the most powerful thing in the universe, and once she shows it, a man can't look at anything else. He, he, he Watch a man at a strip club. They... Ask him to do a math problem in his head when he's looking at a gorgeous woman who's naked. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I can't think about math right now. <laughs> okay. So once you reveal your sexual aliveness, it's like he's going to completely shut down that that's the only thing he sees and can think about and can identify with. He's not going to be able to see the rest of you, is my point. His ability to be present with you is going to be ruined because... You've just taken over his consciousness with your sexual energy. Do you follow me? So so that's it. So not only do you want to come from your heart in the first couple minutes and just be real and just be yourself. Men, you want to show your presence. Lavish it on her. And ladies, Show your aliveness, show your radiance, show that you are an alive creature and you're responsive to him. You're responding to what he's doing and saying. You're sharing how you feel about him. You're sharing 
your interest in him, right? The difference between you and a dead body is if I stab a dead body, it has no reaction. But if I stab you, you're going to have a reaction, right? Meaning when you're alive, you react, you respond. So he's stabbing you when he's talking to you, not painfully, but he's saying things. He's looking at you. He's doing things and you're feeling him. You're feeling his words. You're feeling his eyes. You're, you're feeling his energy. Respond to him. Show him that you're alive. Show him that you're responding to his presence. You know, so when he says, I can't really hear you, the music's too loud, can we step outside? Because I, I, want, I want to be able to hear what you're talking about right now. You could say, you know what? That may be the sexiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, let's go outside. I loved it when you just said that you really wanted to hear me. That that made my day. Do you see? You're responding to him. You're showing him you're alive. You heard it. It worked like it. It had a, it touched your heart, right? So you're you're letting a man know that he's touching your heart. He's touching your mind. He's he's getting a reaction out of you, and you're reflecting that. You're giving him feedback in a sense. You could say, and what he's getting is this woman's alive here. There's no blank look on her face. She's not dead. She's not stiff. She's not shut down. Now, women sometimes need some coaching so that they can be that kind of vulnerable, that they can be that kind of openness and to be that kind of radiance because sometimes you are shut down. And men sometimes need some coaching on how to be present. Most men are not taught how to listen from their head, from their heart, and from their gut. Most men, are not, they don't know how to be present. So, so men, you might want to follow up with me here from this conversation and say, I, I, need, I need to get better at being present because I, I, if that's what a woman's really looking for, I'm not good at that. Good. Good for you for being honest. And a woman saying, if what he's really looking for is an alive creature who's responsive to him, uh, I don't, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not too good at that. I kind of feel like I'm locked up. I have a wall around my heart. I'm a little stiff. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm I'm more of a, more of a dead body than I am an alive flowing creature. So I want to work on that. Well, that's what I do. Okay. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about getting connected is just, I just want to say this, delay sex as long as you can. Not from a moral perspective. I don't care when you have sex. There's no right or wrong. That's your own business. I'm just telling you, the, the longer you delay sex, the more you give the relationship a chance to develop on things that are deeper than sex. Yes, everybody wants great sex. Get that. And that is a very important part of a relationship. And you'll get to that. And you'll see if if that is very satisfactory between the two of you. But if you have sex too soon, it blurs everything. It just makes it more difficult to really get to know each other and, you know, to really explore presence and and radiance together because the sexual thing is just so powerful. So delay it as long as you can. If you want to create a healthy, sustainable, long-term relationship. And please, here's what the dating coaches are going to tell you. 
if you don't have sex within a couple of dates, he's gone. You're going to lose him. So you got to have sex by the third date to keep this guy around. Or they're going to tell you, you know, you got to find out if you're sexually compatible as if you can't train each other on how to be good lovers to each other. God, of course you can. There's no such thing as not being good in bed. You just ask the person, what do you like? (laughs) And I'll do that. It's like you can be the greatest lover in the world when someone will tell you, here's how you can be a great lover to me. Do this, do this, and do this, and don't do that, and don't do that, and don't do that. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, you're a great lover. <laughs> right? So don't give me this argument that we, we have to find out if we're sexually compatible. That's the goofy game playing crap. Right? Anybody can be sexually compatible if you know how to communicate and you know how to coach each other in terms of what you like, and if you're actually willing to want to please the other person and want to make love to them in ways that they feel loved, I guess you could say. You follow me? But you want to you wanna delay sex for as long as you can. And I'm here to tell you, That if a man is actually looking for a life partner and he thinks you're possible to be the woman of his dreams, he'll wait a couple weeks or a couple months to have sex. He will. If I think you could be the love of my life, I'll fucking take some cold showers. Yes, I'll wait. But if I'm just wanting to hit it and quit it, I'm I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go to that girl over there. She'll give it up on the first date because that's really what I want. You see, but if I really want a healthy, sustainable, long-term relationship, if we are compatible in the sense that we both want a real relationship, then I'll wait. It's okay. And we'll talk about that. At some point, it'll, it'll come up and you'll talk about it and you'll figure out what you guys will do together, which is a little bit about what we'll talk about next week. So that is is the message on the basics of getting connected. Come from your heart. Show your presence or your radiance and delay sex. Now, you might say, God, can you give me something more practical about how to meet someone, where to go? Okay, here's the one thing I will give you. The conscious way is to never do anything or go anywhere For the express purpose of this is a great place to meet people. So you don't go to restaurants or go to activities or engage in hobbies or certain things because you think this could be a target rich environment. In other words, girls, you don't go to play golf or go to the driving range because you hate golf, but you know there's guys there. See, now you're there for the wrong reasons and you're going to come off needy. It's going to be weird. And guys, you don't go to yoga if you hate yoga, but you're going because I know the place is filled with chicks. You you follow me? So you go and you do things that you genuinely want to do whether or not you meet someone. Like, I don't care if I meet someone. I like this. I'm going here to this restaurant. I'm going to this event. I'm going to this bar. I'm going to this hobby. I like to play pickleball. So I'm joining a pickleball league. I don't 
I'm not doing it to meet a guy. Yeah, there might be a guy there, but that's not why. Because I like pickleball. See, now you're there for the right reason. And then when you meet someone, oh my God, you have something in common. Oh, you like pickleball too. See, if you go to play golf and you don't like golf and you don't want to learn how to play golf and you hate golf and you meet some guy at the driving range, what do you think he's going to ask you to do on the first date? Hey, let's go play golf next week. Oh, now you're fucked. <laughs> it's like, I actually hate golf. It's like, what? What? But if you love golf and you meet a guy, it's like, oh my God, what a great first date. We'd go play nine holes together and then grab something to eat. That's fantastic. Or if you like yoga, well, well, then you have something in common or pickleball or whatever it is. So don't do things because you think that's where a good guy will be or a good woman will be. It'll backfire on you. And you're there for the wrong reasons. You're there from a needy perspective, right? You're, need, you're there from a, an obsessive perspective. I did this stuff in my life. Every decision I made back when I was single and completely unconscious, everywhere I went, the place I chose, the question was, is this a place where women my age might be? If the answer was no, I'd never go. I don't care if I liked it. I don't care if I liked the restaurant or the event or anything of the sort. Doesn't matter. The purpose is meeting a chick. So I would go places and do things that I didn't like, didn't want to do didn't enjoy, but I thought there might be chicks there. So when I got out of this and I met my wife at that conference, I went to that conference because I knew the speaker and I wanted to hear her and she was talking about conscious living and that's what my life was becoming about. And so I I wanted to go to that. Did I think there could be a woman there that might be interested in consciousness and that could be a nice connection. Of course I knew that. But if it was all men, if it was a sausage fest, I wouldn't have minded because I really wanted to hear the the, the speaker and I wanted to learn the perspective they were sharing about conscious living. So no problem. Turned out, I sat down next to the prettiest girl in the room because I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Right? But I was there for the, my heart was in the right spot. And I wasn't there to meet her because had I been there to meet her, if that was the point of it, I would have been really nervous. I'd have been thinking about trying to play the game and what do I say? I didn't care if she liked me or not. I was there. I was just being myself. I have a sense of humor. I, I use my sense of humor. She was responsive to me. She was very alive. She was laughing with me, kidding me. We were talking and flirting with each other to the point where we thought the speaker would actually be upset at us because we were not paying attention to to what they were teaching, right? We were really into each other, right? So, but I went there for the right reason. So that's my only advice to you is like, where do I go to meet someone? Nope, that's not it. What do I like to do? What what am I interested in? What do I want to learn? What do I want to explore? Uh, What new hobbies do I want to develop? What skills do I want to learn? I'm going to go do that because there are men or women everywhere. More than half the population is single. All you got to do is get out of your damn house and you're going to bump into someone single. (laughs) Okay. Now, 
to finalize this, notice I haven't said a damn word about online dating. You don't need it. You don't. I mean, people met for thousands of years without online dating, and you can do it too. You don't need it. Now, it can be a useful tool. It really can. And I'm not going to waste time talking to you about the conscious approach to online dating because I've done a whole podcast. It's called Straight Talk on Internet Dating. I think it was podcast number, I don't know, four, five, six, seven. It was very early in the podcast. Go listen to that if you want a conscious perspective on how to do online dating. I cover all that. Okay? All right. So that that completes what I think are the basics in getting connected with someone. And next week, we'll talk about taking that connection and seeing it develop into something special where we talk about the basics of getting close. And until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.